This is Vincent, and you're listening to Liberal Lies, Liars, and True Believers. We all know that liberals lie. They lie all the time. And their friends in the media lie, too. Their uninformed true believers claim that liberals are the smartest people in the room. But facts prove that wherever they have power, there is only failure. Our job is to expose their lies, to stand up to their lies, and to keep our freedom. Who should get the vaccine? That's the big question everyone is asking, because in a week or so, the vaccine is going to be ready. And what a surprise! A few people on the left have actually given President Trump some credit for leading the effort to develop a vaccine in record time. But mostly, they've been silent. It must kill them to know that he is largely responsible for pushing it through. They must have nightmares about it. I think they'll find a way to give all the credit to Joe Biden somehow. I don't know how, but they'll do it. But in their hearts, they'll know that if a Democrat were running things, we wouldn't have a vaccine for years. President Trump has saved lives, maybe millions of them, and the left and the media hate it. But the vaccine is here. And now we have questions like, who decides who gets it and when they get it? Will we have a national policy like Joe Biden wants? He wants to let his group of health care advisors tell everyone what to do. And one of his advisors scares the hell out of me. That would be Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel. I call him Dr. Zeke. He wants to give the vaccine to other countries even before some Americans get it. And he thinks that old people shouldn't get it at all. This guy is an idiot, and everybody knows it. And why does Joe Biden even listen to him? Why does anyone listen to him? The CDC says that healthcare workers should get the vaccine first because they are exposed to it far more often than anyone else. And we need them to stay healthy so they can help treat people who get sick. Now that makes sense. And then people who work in nursing homes and the residents of those homes should get it too. And that makes sense because old people are dying from the virus at a much higher rate than anybody else. Just under 40% of all the people who have died from COVID-19 were elderly. If you want more information about the dangers of living in a nursing home and getting the virus and dying, just ask the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. He's an expert on the subject. The CDC recommendations come from a panel of experts from around the country. But there's a catch. The states don't have to follow the rules. They can change them if they want to. And remember, many state leaders and their friends haven't been following the rules that these leaders have tried to make everyone else follow. So can we trust them to follow the recommendations? Or will they make up their own rules? Will they make sure that they and their families and friends get the vaccine first before anyone else? I wouldn't put it past them especially if they think they can get away with it. That wouldn't surprise me at all, because these so-called leaders don't act like they care about anything else except themselves and their power. And you can bet that members of all the state legislatures will be first in line for the vaccine, too, and state workers, too. And then there's the question of who gets it next, after the health care workers and the people in nursing homes. Some people are saying that people living in areas where the virus is spreading very fast should get it next. But is that fair? For months, we've been told that the virus is spreading in those areas because the people living there 
are not wearing masks or social distancing or washing their hands, and if they did those things, the disease wouldn't be spreading so fast. So why should those people be rewarded for their bad behavior? Shouldn't the people who have obeyed the rules be first? But as usual with government, the people who have ignored all the rules will probably get the vaccine before the ones who did play by the rules. And then there are the unions representing food service workers who say they should get the vaccine ahead of other people because they're exposed to the disease and you can make a case for that being a priority. And don't forget the teachers' unions. They're demanding to get the vaccine too. Of course they are. Now you can make the case that a 60-year-old teacher should be prioritized. But saying that a young, healthy 25-year-old teacher should move to the head of the line doesn't make any sense to me. And then you have to ask if Joe Biden will change all the rules once he takes office in January. Will he stick to the plan or change it? Will he tell the states that they can no longer make their own rules? Will he say that from now on the federal government will decide who gets the vaccine? And after he and his vice president, Kamala Harris, have said that they don't trust the vaccine and might not take it because it was developed under President Trump, Will they change their minds now and try to convince people that it is safe? Former Presidents Obama and Clinton and Bush say that they'll take the vaccine on live TV if necessary just to show everyone that it is safe. Do you think Hillary will take it? She says she doesn't trust it because of the president. Will she thank President Trump? Will Bill Clinton try to talk her out of taking the vaccine? Honey, you don't have to take that awful Trump vaccine if you don't want to. If I were you, I probably wouldn't take it either. Hey, would you like to go out to dinner tonight? And, and honey, you don't have to bring your mask if you don't want to. Would you take Hillary to dinner? So many questions. As for getting it out to the rest of the world, my guess is that all of the companies who have developed a vaccine already have agreements with manufacturers all over the world to make it and distribute it. It puts money in their pockets, so you can bet that they're lining up partners all over the world to make it and sell it. The goal will be to vaccinate enough people all over the world to get to the point where we have herd immunity. By the middle of 2021, that could be done, and hopefully we can begin to close the book on COVID-19. But we shouldn't close the book on how it all started and who's responsible for it, and that would be China. China is going to be very important in the next few years for a lot of reasons, but we can't let them sweep their responsibility for the virus under the rug. And a lot of governments are trying to do just that because they're afraid of making the Chinese government mad at them. Joe Biden has been very friendly to China over the years, and everybody is wondering what he'll do now. A lot has changed since the Obama administration had power. Obama and Biden bent over backwards to help China. For some strange reason, they thought China would make a good trade partner. They also thought China would be honorable in their dealings with America. They've been neither. Like the true progressive they are, they thought China would change their ways because they were dealing with the wonderful Obama administration. They would stop killing so many of their own people and slave labor would end and they wouldn't threaten countries in the South China Sea anymore, and they would treat the people in Hong Kong fairly, and they won't eventually attack Taiwan, as they say they're going to do. 
things didn't work out so well for Obama and Biden because China ignored them completely and have done whatever they want. They never ask permission. They never go to the UN or anywhere else. They care nothing about what other leaders think. They do what they want when they want. And if you don't like it, they threaten to stop trading with you. They put tariffs on their products too, whether you like it or not. Look at what's happening with Australia. Australian leaders are asking China to tell them what happened with the coronavirus. They have a right to ask, don't they? China doesn't think so. They don't think anyone has a right to ask. They're threatening the people of Australia just because they're asking some questions. That's what authoritarian governments do. They're spending an unbelievable amount of money to build up their military, and they're building bases all over Asia. And they're trying to build military installations in Africa, too, and Latin America, and anywhere else they can. And unlike America and Europe, they aren't building these bases to protect people or to keep them free. They're building them so they can use them as a threat. Do you believe that they'll use force to get their way once they become big enough? If you don't, you must be Joe Biden. To his credit, Joe Biden says that he won't change any of the China policies of President Trump, at least not right away. President Trump didn't take much time to figure out that China is not our friend, or anyone else's friend either. They're the biggest threat to world peace, and they aren't going to be like the Soviet Union and let their empire slip through their fingers. They have absolute power over their people, and they plan to keep it. There'll be no democracy in China unless it's forced on them, and Joe Biden isn't about to do that. President Trump clearly saw that the time to make China agree to anything is now, when they're weak. That's why he attacked them economically with tariffs, and he cut off a lot of trade with them. But the Chinese leaders are smart, and they've been cultivating their relationship with the European Union for some time now, because they knew that eventually they might need a wedge against America and now they think they have it. Joe Biden says that the best China strategy, I think, is one which gets every one of our, or at least what used to be our allies, on the same page. It's going to be a major priority for me, he says, in the opening weeks of my presidency, to try to get us back on the same page as our allies. Weak liberals always use that line even though they know that their so-called allies are going to do what they think will help them, not America. Joe Biden says he wants to invest in America, and he'll pursue policies that produce progress on China's abusive practices, including intellectual property theft. That's what he says he wants to do. But those are just words, just like in the Obama administration. And if he's counting on support from the European Union, he better look somewhere else, because they're very comfortably in bed with their Chinese friends. As usual, the European Union claims to be unhappy with a lot of things the Chinese are doing. But saying they're unhappy seems to be enough for them. They have no plans to actually do anything about it. It's just one of the many reasons that will eventually bring about the end of the European Union. China is now the EU's largest trading partner. That makes EU leaders very happy, because they don't like dealing with Donald Trump, because he's loud and he's a bully. The Chinese leaders treat them well. 
Chinese leaders are praising the EU leadership, saying that they are mature and reasonable. EU leaders, like any leaders, like praise, even when it comes from a country that holds them in contempt. Chinese leaders are telling the Europeans not to listen to the United States. They should instead listen to the leaders of a communist dictatorship. Some European leaders, though, believe that China is not a good partner in any way. The leader of the Czechoslovakian Senate recently made a visit to Taiwan, and the Chinese government didn't like it. The Chinese foreign minister was very outspoken about the visit. He didn't like it, and he let them know that he didn't like it. But some European leaders are speaking out against the Chinese record on human rights and trade. Pavel Novotny, a district mayor in Prague, said that the Chinese are impudent, thoughtless, uncouth clowns, and he demanded an apology. So at least some European leaders aren't bowing down to the Chinese. Biden says that he wants to build leverage via bipartisan consensus for massive government-led investments in American research and development, infrastructure, and education to better compete with China. And there are people who actually believe that lunacy and lying. It's nothing more than an excuse to spend money that will get us nothing in return. It's a weak, progressive policy, a policy that will accomplish nothing. Biden will never stand up to China, and he won't even try to get the Europeans to do it. He's playing a dangerous game of appeasement, and he's putting the world at risk. President Trump is right. The time to force concessions from the Chinese is now. But Joe Biden isn't going to do anything, and neither are the leaders of the European Union. Joe Biden will talk, just like President Obama did. But in the end, he'll do nothing, just like Obama. The whole world will turn a blind eye to China and their massive military buildup and their abusive policies towards their own people. They'll look the other way because they want to trade with China, because they think it'll help their economy. And in the short run, maybe it will. But if these leaders ever really thought about the long-term strategy that China is pursuing, openly pursuing, without a care that anyone will stand in their way, they'd be very concerned. Maybe concerned enough to even form an alliance to try to force some change in China's behavior. If it's going to happen, it needs to happen now, because in 10 or 20 years, no one may be able to stand up to them. They have one goal, to be the world's biggest economic and military power, and they have no intention of using that power for the good of humankind. They are the evil empire, and for all the foolish people, people like Joe Biden, who believe that talk will end their imperialistic advances, you need to recognize reality. Do something now, before it's too late. Stand up to them now, while we can still hurt them enough to maybe force some change. Otherwise, be prepared to pay the price for your weakness. And believe me, you aren't going to like that price one little bit.